Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meetups with Mediators, a podcast brought to you by the Columbus Bar Association. I'm your host, Veronica Cravener. This is a podcast for both mediators and attorneys who represent clients at mediation. The goal is to provide takeaways to help you make your next mediation your best mediation. Today's topic is a mediation technique called reframing. If you've ever heard the saying, turn lemons into lemonade, then chances are you are familiar with the technique of reframing. So why do we care about reframing? Well, reframing can change the tone of a whole mediation in an instant. And if done correctly, it can change anger into a call to action, a complaint into an interest to focus on. Our first guest, mediator Cynthia Price, has extensive experience in using the technique of reframing in her mediations. Cynthia mediates both domestic relations cases and municipal court civil cases. And if mediators could have superpowers, I think reframing would be Cynthia's. So with that, let me introduce our first guest, mediator Cynthia Price. Cynthia, thank you for being here, and thank you for being our first guest on Meetups with Mediators. Thank you, Veronica. I'm really excited about being here today. This is also my first podcast, so thank you. So let's get right to it. Cynthia, can you tell us, how did you get your start in mediation? Well, it's really one of those long journeys. Uh, When I went to college right after high school, I only stayed for two years. Um, And then my family, some years later, we moved to that city up north, Ann Arbor, and uh, I got to go back to school. I went to Eastern Michigan University. I got a degree in communication At that time, I really thought, just get a degree and then go make lots of money. I was wrong. (laughs) But it did start me on this really interesting journey and field of communication. And so um, one day I was at work uh, doing some research, and I saw a program for a conflict resolution uh, degree at Antioch University. And I immediately just thought, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that is me. And I went, I was in school within the next six weeks, and um, mediation happened to be a requirement for the conflict analysis and engagement degree. So I started looking for mediation opportunities. Well, that's great. And I bet your communication background comes in handy every time you do a mediation and especially with with the topic of reframing. It really does. Well, I remember I mentioned at the beginning that you mediate both domestic relations cases and also municipal court civil cases. But just so that our listeners have an idea of your range of experience, can you tell us a little bit more about the types of issues that you see in mediation? Certainly. In the domestic court, I look at divorce, parenting issues, custody issues, also juvenile offenders in their homes as well as the community. Um, Small claims I am somewhat new to, and I uh, am mediating rent escrow, injury, uh, contracts, evictions, small claims that may end up in the general division. So I've really expanded what I do. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that sounds like you've got a real range of the types of mediations that you do. And I imagine the types of situations where you've really been able to leverage the technique of reframing. Well, so I wanted to focus on reframing because, you know, I think it's a skill that can really help make conversations more productive. And I'm sure that you've found that. 
um, in your mediations. And we all know that during a mediation, I mean, parties can experience some real negative emotions like anger, like frustration and disgust. And I'm sure you've seen in your mediations, like I know I've seen in mine, those negative feelings can really impact the mediation. They can impact whether someone makes a proposal, how someone evaluates a proposal, or whether, frankly, they even continue with a mediation at all. I mean, it's a skill that mediators use, but, you know, I think it's also a skill that attorneys can use with their own clients. And I know I've seen you, Cynthia, time and time again, really use this technique and make the mediation um, change the whole tone in the room and make it productive. And so that's why I wanted to have you on today. And just so that our listeners can sort of pick your brain a little bit, I mean, can you tell us how is it that you define reframing? How do I define reframing? I think very basically shifting the atmosphere. Um, I did go back and look at some textbooks and things. I wanted to be prepared. The domestic court gave a definition of reframing. Reframing is a mediation technique in which the mediator takes a statement made by a party and puts it into a more positive context. I was reading an article in Time, and it said reframing a situation in your mind can actually change how your brain processes the event. So reframing really is kind of taking the bombs that get lobbed and tossed during mediation and trying to keep the um, atmosphere such that parties can keep moving forward. And so can you tell us, when do you use reframing? And, and by that, you know, I sort of, I'm thinking, will you use reframing in joint session? Do you use it in caucus? Or are you using it in sort of your introduction? Like, how, how do you use reframing in the mediation? I think reframing happens throughout the mediation. Um, I don't think I actually say, oh, it's time to reframe now. I think that atmosphere shifting makes me say, oh, what might I do at this point to change the atmosphere once again? Or it might be that I simply understand what was said is a hurtful comment. Um, So, again, just trying to keep people in a place where they can keep moving forward. So anytime I see the atmosphere drifting, falling, I might choose reframing. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, this is a skill that you've just, you've really developed throughout all of your mediations that you sort of intuitively know when to use it. So if it becomes necessary to use in joint session, you'll do that. If it's something that you feel is more appropriate in caucus, you'll do that. If it's during your introduction or in some other private conversation with a party, you've just, you've become so comfortable with the technique that You can use it at any stage, basically. Yes, I I believe that is true. And I certainly think that caucus, because I represent everything, it's almost all reframing. And you mentioned at the beginning the benefits of reframing, that it can really change the atmosphere. One thing I'm curious about, just to hear your take on, are there any challenges from the mediator's standpoint in terms of using the technique of reframing? Certainly. First of all, 
when people lob those bombs made to make others feel uncomfortable, they want them to feel uncomfortable. Um, and they don't necessarily want me to sugarcoat what they have said. I said it, I meant it. So I don't want to ever um, deny someone's truth, and I do want to be authentic. So there is the challenge not to simply say, okay, I will make this sound nice, and we will keep going. Okay, so it sounds like that's just sort of the constant challenge is, as necessary, changing the atmosphere, changing the understanding of what's been said so that you can keep the conversation productive. Moving forward. Right, but at the same time, not changing things so much that it's really changed the character or, you know, it, it no longer sounds authentic to the person. Correct. And can you tell us, how did you learn this technique of reframing? It's certainly in our textbooks. It's something that we practice But I believe humans in general reframe. I know you have a little one at home. I bet she can reframe at this early age. So I think we always want to to try to change things to to make what we're saying, put it in a better light. Unless, of course, we are lobbing a bomb that is meant to destroy. All right. And so now I I think we've come to the point in our podcast where I've come up with a little game that I call Reframe This. I thought this would just kind of be a fun way for for you to show um, your talents at reframing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a few hypos and just sort of have you demonstrate the technique. So, So are you ready? Are you ready if I give you a few hypos? Here we go. All right. All right. So hypo number one. So you're at the beginning of a mediation and a mediation participant says to you, You know, this is just so ridiculous. I couldn't get a spot in the parking garage this morning, so I had to park far away. And then I went to the wrong building because I got confused. There's several buildings down here. And now, you know, this mediation was supposed to start at 9 o'clock, and now it's 9.20. I've got to be at work at two hours. So how would you you reframe that? I think I'd first start off with a big sigh. Wow, you know, it sounds like you've gone through a lot today. Um, And yet and still, look, here you are. You have made it. Nothing got in your way. Here you are determined, I hope, uh, to find a resolution or at least a way forward here. So thank you for going through everything that you did. Now let's get started. Yeah, so it sounds like that's that's a great example of just how... Even at the beginning, I mean, there may be other things that could be creating someone's frustration in a mediation, and, and that's sort of a way that you would take that opportunity to try to change that frustration into instead hope or focus. Yes, and, and I think um, identity plays a lot into conflict, and it's who am I, what's important to me, um, you know, how is this going to change what I have to do? Uh, So if there's a death spiral starting because already I'm negatively impacted, maybe I can help you see the positive things that you've done today to make this work. All right. So are you ready for hypo number two? Let's go. All right. All right. So now fast forward, you're into the stage of mediation of trading proposals. And so let's say 
you're you're talking to one party and they've been given an offer that they would refer to as sort of the quote unquote lowball offer. And so let's say a mediation party says to you, you know, they're just doing this mediation because I contacted the court. I know they don't care. They're not serious. That's not a serious offer. How would you reframe that? I think I might try to simply remind them it's just an offer. It's not really a lowball offer. It's not a high offer. It's an offer. And oh my goodness, you can counter. So it's not the end all. Uh, let's keep going. What's your offer? So that kind of sounds like uh, the introduction, sort of how I'd summarized reframing can be a tool to change anger into a call to action. So yes. it sounds like that yes. would be sort of an example of that, that you would say, hey, you know, use this as your opportunity to put an offer out there that, that you would be satisfied with. I think so, yes. All right, so final hypo in our little game called Reframe This. So now let's pretend that uh, you're speaking with a party and they've just heard um, some facts that they disagree with. And so they tell you, you know, I can't believe they're lying. I knew they were going to do that. How would you reframe that? Well, Veronica, you know, if I could, I would take the word liar out of the English language. It is always a bomb and never received well. So I believe I would say something to the effect, well, for sure you see this differently. You know, in my years of study and practice, I have come to understand that people seeing the very same physical phenomena will often interpret it differently, focus on different aspects. But let me say this, hoping that you want resolution today how would you change their statement into something that you can work with? What do you want the other party to know about your focus and your interpretation and your intentions? How can you use those things to move forward? Okay, so it sounds like really just acknowledging that at times people may see the same events or scenario in completely opposite ways and, you know, really to encourage them to focus on, is there some potential solution that helps both sides move yes. forward? And, and it, it truly is about focus. It is about, you know, what do you want to focus on? And even if you go back to the person in the beginning who was late and trying to change the atmosphere. So here we are in this room. What will we do? How can we redeem this time? Well, thank you for playing that game with us today. Um, so uh, different type of question, but can you share a fun fact about yourself that maybe our listeners don't know? I think if you ask my children, there are no fun facts about me. <laughs> uh, I do have 17 grandchildren and I consider that great fun. Cool. And uh, in case others want to continue the conversation with you, how can they uh, connect with you? They can do that by email or they can go to my website. My website is communicationpractice.com. My email is ckp at communicationpractice.com. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for being our first guest. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed this. I greatly appreciate being a part of a larger community. Thank you. 
Well, that wraps up our first episode of Meetups with Mediators. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's make your next mediation your best mediation. Talk to you next time.